We're recording. We're recording live. Hello and welcome to Recording Live. Uh, I am Dexter and with me as always is... It's me, Matt. Hello there. Hello. Hello there. Uh, yeah, uh, so it's been... Has it been three weeks? Did we record before Christmas? No. No, we recorded two weeks ago and to be honest with you, it feels yes. like we recorded a week ago to me. Yeah, it does feel pretty, it did, it did go pretty quick. Well, oh, man, we took a like the few last weeks, month. we took a few weeks off, so maybe it just feels like we're catching back up to speed since, I mean, yeah. we've talked and stuff, obviously, but yeah, it literally feels like I, I got home today, and I know we talked about doing the podcast a couple of days ago and yesterday, but I literally got home and stuff, and I'm like, is this the right week, or did we record last, <laughs> did we record last week, or do we have another week, because I asked about doing this, about our topic, and then it's like, yeah. Well, no, Dexter said yeah, so I think this is this week. It feels yeah, just, yeah. like, so quick. Yeah, <laughs> but it must have been, like, our three-week gap that we did when we recorded uh, um, a little ahead. Yeah, and uh, it was funny, too, because my wife was even like, is this the week for that? Uh, and so I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and, and for me, I usually uh, try to edit the podcast the next weekend, so I'm kind of working on it every weekend. And so yeah. just, that's kind of how I remember. Um but yeah, so yeah, no, yeah, this is the weekend to record. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and today, uh, tonight, whatever, uh, we're talking Mandalorian season two because I finally caught up all the way. Yeah. Uh, more spoiler alerts for me. And even though I got uh, a couple of spoilers um, before I watched it, I, it, I don't think it really, it, it didn't end up really affecting it. Even no, though I, I knew mean, it was coming. It wasn't uh, I, I don't mind getting spoiled by stuff. Granted, I watched this super early, but for other movies and stuff. But I can fully admit that even if I know what's going to happen, once I start watching something and I'm that engulfed into it, I forget that I already know what's going to happen. Yeah, and I get that way too. But uh, for some reason with Star Wars, I always prefer not to know. And I guess maybe it's because of all the negativity around uh, just what people have to say. And so mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to get into it without knowing how everyone else feels about it. And so I feel like with most things, I I don't mind a a spoiler or like, I don't mind knowing what my friends think about it, but Mm -hmm. like, I think I was really mad when I, cause I heard, I heard the, the ending of the last episode of season two, uh, the day, I think I've complained about this on this podcast before, but like, I, I think I got on Twitter at noon, the day Mm -hmm. it came out. And well, the problem was, is the, the guy like was even who is, we'll get into it. Like, uh, the actor was even tweeting about it. It's like, dude, calm down. Talk about it tomorrow. Like give me at least 12 hours. I don't know, but I don't know. Once I saw it, 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 you know, seeing it coming, I guess it was, it didn't bother me so much. Um, I don't know, whatever we can talk about when we get to it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we had two weeks. Um, and I don't know. It feels like it's been a busy two weeks, but I don't know that I've actually done too much. Uh, Same. So I guess for catch up. Um, one thing I did get a new tool for my 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 workshop. I got a table a table router. Uh, so I'm excited. I, I'm going to be able to do dovetail. Maybe yeah, dovetails uh, a little easier, which I've never done a dovetail. So I guess I'm just excited to be able to do them at all. Um, so that's like when you're making a box, it has like the interlocking and corners. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm kind of excited about that for some reason, but, and just to have a router, I, I had a router, but it didn't work or it, um, 
was kind of broken, so I, I'm i just excited to have a router, I guess. So I've been doing a bunch of research on like things I can do with it, um, probably build some boxes or something. But other than that, I don't know. I've just been playing Minecraft with my son. Um, I think I cleaned the basement up. It's nicer down here now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, ah, man, just working. Yeah. <laughs> Anything new with you? Have you, have you gotten to play uh, your, uh, your game system? Yeah, okay, so it has been a little bit of a productive uh, couple weeks. Uh, I, I got a lot of new Transformers and stuff, and they're oh, right. Beast Wars related. And so I actually spent last week, I watched all of Beast Wars. <laughs> really? Uh, it's, it's not that much. It's uh, 52 episodes. The first season's 26, okay. and then the uh, last, and then season two and three are 13. So oh, it's wow. not that lengthy of a show. the The first season is still pretty rough, and yeah. uh, I had to trudge through that just because I fully admit I don't like the first season of that show. But it, then it's just a lot of nothing. It really yeah. is because well, there's a story, but there's a lot of individual episodes, and so yeah. Uh, it, it really was a little difficult to get through. And I mean, granted, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's 26 episodes, so that's roughly eight hours. And so it's not yeah. that hard to binge through it. It's, a, you know, especially on your weekend, I can get through it. And then mm-hmm. season two and season two is only like four hours and season three is only four hours. So I got through those pretty quickly. Wow. And just mainly because I've been getting all these new figures and they're it's the 25th anniversary of Beast Wars. So wow, uh, cool. I went back and I watched it. And I still think the show's pretty good, uh, story wise. The animation, I mean, it's twenty five year old CGI cartoon yeah, animation. Yeah, and that's ninety. That's ninety CGI. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the third cartoon that was all CGI, and they were all right next to each other, so it's not like it's there was reboot. progression. Reboot was reboot. The first one. There's a, another one before reboot, but mainframe animation did both reboot and Beast Wars. And okay, I thought they looked really similar. The, yeah, just, same company. Okay. They even used uh, they even used certain models from Reboot. And oh yeah, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah, they did. Like they they scraped the barrel with some animation. And the thing was is I have the latest DVDs by Shout Factory that have come out in the past I don't know five five six years, and I can't tell if it's the quality of the show from being that old or if it's the quality of the episodes that they put on DVD because some of the animation is pretty wonky in parts where there are straight pixelated lines on the screen. And mm. it's like I, I was talking to a buddy of mine online and uh, who's also a big fan, and I was telling him, it's like, because he's watching it with his girlfriend. He's introducing the show to her. Yeah. And, I obviously caught up way faster than him. I think he's still on season one or two. And mm. he, uh, we were chatting about it, and I told him, it's like, man, I can't really tell if it's the quality of the show or it's the quality of the tra- of the episodes that they acquired to, to, to transfer. But some of it's really rough. And then yeah. once you get to season two and three, it gets it's season two is really solid. Season three gets a little wonky in some spots, but I liked it. And before the podcast, I started watching the sequel series Beast Machines, which that's oh, yeah. only short seasons so it's not going to take me forever and i'll get through it but i got that um i'm trying to think what else did i do uh work 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 um uh cleaned uh, my place which i just needed to get it all kept up nice i did get a couple mandalorian uh figures which were pretty great i got a six inch mandalorian with the child and walmart canceled my vintage collection, the three and three quarter size, the OG size Star Wars figures, 
I canceled my Mandalorian with child, which I had pre-ordered for like two months and it kept getting delayed and delayed. And then next thing I know, boom, I get an email from Walmart. Hey, sorry, we can't meet your demand. It's canceled. And so I've been keeping an eye on the figure. It's a Walmart exclusive. Yeah. And I've been keeping an eye on it on eBay and people are asking between 80 to $300 for the damn thing. It's a tiny three quarter inch figure. And yeah. I'm like, well, I may just have to settle with not being able to get one. And because I'm not yeah. spending that much money on a $17 figure. And right. after Walmart canceled my order, I went on eBay last weekend and I saw someone had it listed for like $25. Oh, dang. And I looked at his feedback and everything on eBay and it's like, this guy's got 100% feedback. Uh, let's give it a go. I think with shipping, it costs 30 bucks. So I spent almost double which isn't too bad 30 bucks for an exclusive especially one that's hard to get and that arrived a couple days ago and i gotta say i love it like i don't collect a lot of star wars stuff but Mm -hmm. i do collect uh certain things i collect boba fett's and i collect uh certain clone troopers because i do my little comic strip and uh i do i have gotten into collecting mandalorian and so i've got almost i've got Every version that's come out, I have like four of them. I got three on cards, and it's a great thing. But that's not the biggest thing I did last weekend. Uh, I bought a Nintendo Switch. Oh, you did? Yes. What did you you get with it? I got, well, I bought a Switch Lite. I've thought about it for a long time now, for a couple months, and I always go and I look at them, and I'm like, "Uh, am I really going to get my money's worth out of buying one of these? Yeah. And since we got the stimulus money and stuff and I never really do much like treat myself uh, and I'm, it's kind of hard to say that since I collect things, but (laughs) I don't have a game console anymore. I am starting to even turn my head at go and maybe I just want to get an Xbox. I haven't had one for a few months and my life's fine. So Lee is obviously the big Nintendo guy. And Mm -hmm. so last Saturday I went out and I bought a switch Lite, and I picked up, uh, Legend of Zelda A Link Between Worlds, which is a Ooh. remake of the Game Boy game. Okay. And Did I picked up graphics to take it? Oh, it's 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 a completely new game. Like they okay. didn't even like update it or anything like that. It's a completely new game. Okay, okay. And uh I picked up Super Mario All Stars three D, which is the mm-hmm. Mario sixty four, okay. Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy. So uh the sixty four the big 64 game, uh, the GameCube big Mario game, and the first big game on the Wii. Oh, okay. So it was only 50 bucks, so I got four games. And it was I only, 50 bucks? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's just like a, it's it's not like they updated it or anything like that. It's just like the old Super Mario All-Stars. Oh, the for game the was 50 bucks. Yes. Okay, I thought you meant the light was 50 bucks. No, the light was 200. Yeah, okay. And I got to say, uh, I, 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 I'm still out on it. Like I'm, I'm in that, I'm in that mindset right now of, was this really worth spending money on? And I did, however, Lee told me about the Nintendo online system where it's like Xbox live or something. It's $20 a year. Mm-hmm. And you also get access to the retro library, which is like all the old Nintendo, Nintendo and super Nintendo games that are available. That's not bad. Uh, no, it's pretty cool. I played a little bit of it, and 
I haven't fired up the Mario games yet, but I have been playing Link's Awakening, and I'm trying to pace myself just so I don't beat it right away, because with these kind of games, sometimes I can binge them very fast, but yeah. it's fun. I mean, it's, it's a fun little thing. It mm-hmm. was... Uh, uh, one of my other friends got one, too, uh, a while back, so... It's one of those things where I can play. I do have friends that can play online with, which is cool. But it's it's a fun little thing. But yeah, I'm just still kind of on the fence of like, am I going to be able to get enough games? That said, I am I am totally getting a game when it comes out. I'm going to get the Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga, which is all episode one through nine. It's it's literally been delayed for like a year and a half now, but it's coming out this spring. Yeah, that's cool. I'm glad it's delayed too because they originally. Uh, they weren't given any info about about uh, Rise of Skywalker, the movie. Like they had to base it on like they had to like wait to do that one very last because Luca, uh, Lucasfilm and Disney were not giving out any information about it. So I guess that's probably yeah. why it's taking so long. So it'll be uh, pretty fun. And I'm thinking about getting Minecraft for it. And you know what? Minecraft is cross platform. So I could actually play Minecraft on my Switch with you and Beckett. Yeah. Yes, from the it's Xbox? All cross- I didn't know that. It's uh, it's all based on the PC uh, server. So, yeah, you could play with someone who's on well, uh, PlayStation, PC, Xbox, okay. all over the place. Same well, with, you like, Fortnite. Have to have the, you just have to have the same version, I thought, like uh, Java or whatever it's called. Pretty much. But, yeah. Right. It, I thought the yeah. Xbox version was its own thing. Maybe it is. I don't know. I know Lee so, was yeah. telling me a little more. He knows more about it. Yeah, I have to look into it, too. I did play my first game ever of Fortnite. Oh, gosh, I hate that game. I don't like it, Lee. Uh, Which Lee is funny, because you got into PUBG. I love PUBG, but I don't really like Fortnite, because Fortnite looks dumb. And well, the whole building forts is stupid. Well, that's the building block of the game, and then they just copied yeah. uh, a Battleground uh, fight uh, shooter game, and yeah. now that's the popular thing, and that's the free right. thing. But the actual... Fortnite is about building uh, a fortification and fending off zombies, and nobody does that. The game was a oh. failure until they included that battle royale. See, that would be fun, building a fort and fending off zombies. That sounds that's good. What, that's what it was supposed to be. That was the actual game, and it huh. failed. It was a flop. Wow. Yeah. And so they included this battle royale, and the game is now one of the biggest games ever, but it's the yeah. free version. Um, yeah. But wow. the funniest thing was... Uh, I found Lee on Nintendo Switch and Adam as a friend. Mm-hmm. The first thing under his name was Fortnite played 200 plus hours. <laughs> and I texted him kid, and said man. 200 plus hours of Fortnite. And he just texted me back. I have a problem. Okay. See, I thought he played with his son, though. Uh, they all have switches so they could play. Oh, he plays by himself, too. <laughs> okay, man. I would hate to know how many hours I play a game. Man, that's not that's not healthy. No, I guarantee. I told Lee that uh, mine. It's either Minecraft, Chrono Trigger, yeah, uh, or Dead Rising, which are my highest highest uh, length played games. And yeah. I don't even want to know. It's I uh, literally. It's either Minecraft or it's uh, um, it's either Minecraft or it's Dead Rising accumulative mm-hmm. of what i've played more of because i do like minecraft a lot and yeah i'm just not sure if i want to get it for the switch Lite to play it on such a small screen yeah i played it on an ipad before and i felt like that was a little confining 
Um, yeah, me too. And plus, it's not a great version to play on an iPad. I've done it too. Yeah, it's really limited. And uh, I don't know. Like, it's definitely nice because uh, I've been playing it on my computer monitor for a long because I just had my Xbox uh, hooked up just to a, my computer monitor so that, like, when I go to lunch, I could just start playing it really, like, quick. I got um, But I moved it down. We moved it downstairs because we watched Toy Story last night. Um, and it was like the first time both my kids sat through an entire movie. It was insane. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I, I moved it back downstairs so that we could stream it down on the big TV. And so then this today we played Minecraft on the big TV cause it was just set up and, mm-hmm. and it's a lot nicer playing on a big TV. It really is. <laughs> it really, really is. And you know, when I played Minecraft back in 2013, right when it was not in its infancy, but damn mm-hmm. near close. Yeah, it was fun. And I played it a long time from like 2013 to 2015. Mm-hmm. And then after a few years, I've only turned it on once in a while. And I think the last time I played it, it was a di- completely different game. And I was struggling really bad. Yeah, there's a lot more to it than like when I even when I first started playing it. Uh, and I feel I feel like even just in the last year, a lot has been added, but I could be wrong. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's it's just it's a crazy game. Like when you actually get it, cause you can play it so simply and just really do nothing. And then mm-hmm. once you start actually like figuring things out, the game gets intense. Yeah. And I cheat too. Yeah. Do you play creative or uh, a little bit of both? What I do is I will go into a game. Mm-hmm. I'll load it into survival. Yeah. And then what I'll do is I'll load it in, save it. And then I will reload it in creative and I'll try and find like the end portal to fight the dragon and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. then I'll write down the coordinates Hmm. and then I won't save the game. I'll boot back up my survival legitimate version Hmm. and I'll go and find where it's at (laughs) and I'll build a base over there. That's funny. That's a good idea. That's what I do because I just want to play. I just I want to play legitimate, but I want to be close to objectives. Yeah, I get that. I uh, it's funny too. So I, I think like Beckett was watching me play, and he asked me about building a compass, and I was just like, yeah, I can build a compass. And so then I just built one, and I've never used the compass before. But uh, then I so worthless I, unless you add unless you create a map. Uh, no, they're not. So I'll, I'm going to tell you why. So what happened was is I have two castles, and they're kind of far apart, but I I marked a trail with uh, torches. So I can mm-hmm. kind of run between them if I have to. And so I have I made nether portals at both castles. But the problem <laughs> is, is when you go to, like I can go to the nether at one castle. But when I go back through the portal, it takes me to my other castle. Yep. And I don't want it to do that. And uh, so I destroyed the, the portal when I was in the nether. And then I kind of ran in the direction of my other my first castle. Mm-hmm. But it's still in the nether. Uh, oh, is it called the it. nether or netherworld i don't know anyway uh, the nether okay but i overshot it i went too far and so when i built the portal then and then went back to overworld i was just way on the other side of my yeah uh which i i understand there's like an eight there's like a there's a ratio like the nether, yeah, is, the nether is way more condensed yeah it's like, uh, i think it's like every block one. is like 16 blocks or something like that something like that it does get a little confusing yeah and so I went, I just went way too far. And so, uh, I ended up, yeah, in this village, I was just like, where am I? And I was running and I was like, oh yeah, I had the compass. And so I found, 
like I remember when I was in my other cat, like my second castle, that it was kind of pointing towards my base, my my first base. Mm-hmm. And so I started. I I waited. I had the compass kind of point in that same way, and then I started running. And then I realized that like, wait, Minecraft has an infinite map, so it's not like pointing at north, right? So and then I looked it up, and I was just like, it's pointing at the center of. It's pointing at the original spawn point. Oh, is that uh, what it is? Yep. And what? So and see, I was smart, and I built my first castle right where I first spawned. Like, okay. Like I just immediately started building, and so now that I have the compass, it's always pointing at my castle. Now. I did not know that it, it yeah. act, the compass is directed toward your your original spawn point. Yeah, it's the world spawn point. I think is what it's called. And so I did not yeah, know that. so now whenever I build a compass, I, I I just know that it will always point me in the direction of my biggest my big castle. Okay. So, that's nice. <laughs> I gotcha. Yeah, I, I did not even know that. Playing Minecraft for eight years, and I had no clue. I thought the compass didn't actually direct toward anything. It was just one tool to build a map in. Yeah, because you use it to build more maps. But um, well, I just assumed it pointed north, and I just assumed north was this one direction. But then I started to realize that like, as I was running, it started to get off the grid. Like It was pointing diagonally against yeah. the grid. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. So... Yeah, and so then I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, it's pointing at my castle." So I need—I I was running in a circle basically around my castle. And I believe if you're either in the Nether or in the End, probably both, but I believe it—I think it's the Nether. The compass will just spin. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I guess I haven't looked at it when I'm in the Nether. Yeah, I believe—I I believe it's the Nether. It could—I could be wrong. I, it could be the End, but I, well, I know the sure End it's is the Nether of... where you pull the compass out and it'll just start spinning. It won't give you direction. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the nether's fun, except it's also just dangerous as hell. Yeah, the first time I went, I I, uh, I was digging some magma blocks, and because uh, I really like those, and mm-hmm. um, I accidentally dug too far, and I was kind of in a pit, and I didn't have a good way, a quick way out, and lava mm-hmm. started pouring in on me, and I lost, yep. I lost so much good like loot <laughs> I got in the nether. <laughs> Like, and I really, like, I didn't even need to be getting what I was getting. I should have just gone straight home and put, like, put everything in crates or whatever. But no, nope, right. I had to get greedy. Yeah, that's how it <laughs> happens. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, we weren't going to be talking about Minecraft again. Ah, uh, uh, it's okay. So, yeah, uh, let's see, how long have we been talking? 20 minutes! Um, yeah, so we were going to be talking Mando Season 2. Yes, Mandalorian um, season two. I was surprised when you told me that you were uh, very deep into it after yeah. our podcast, and then a couple days ago you said you finished it, and yeah, it's like, so, oh, yeah. all right then. <laughs> yeah, ever since, uh, if I can get my wife uh, to agree on a show with me, we will we will get through it really fast because we'll watch it like almost every night. Um, and I think we we decided to have like a date night, uh, like on Saturday at night. And so instead of like watching a movie or something, we just watched three episodes of Mandalorian. Uh, so I don't know th- that helped. Uh, but yeah, no. So it was interesting because my coworkers uh, got really into it and they watched it as it came out. And I remember they told me about halfway through this season, or at least like three episodes in, which is about halfway, I guess. Um, it starts to get like better like they they were saying it had a better production value which i i don't know what that means because i felt like neither do i i think the production value is fairly even 
Yes, but like across I think, the board, I don't I think, think it. I think I don't think it goes up or down whatsoever. I think what they meant uh, was that the story kind of like picked up uh, in like the fourth episode, and so from episode four to the end is basically the story like is pretty solid. Whereas before that, each episode kind of feels like its own thing. Yeah, it's an event. Yeah, every episode's almost an adventure, and then by the end, it all starts merging together. Yeah, and they did a really good job because they were even pulling quite a bit from the first season. Because uh, uh, um, uh, what's his face from SNL comes back. Oh, Horatio Sands. Horatio Mitchell Sands. shows back up. Yes, yeah, that was which, a surprise. I I liked his character coming back, and Bill Burr comes back. And again, I can't remember anybody's names, but um, yeah, uh, oh gosh, uh, yes, he um. Gosh, I can't believe I even forget that, uh, his name. Oh, Mayfeld. Yeah, Mayfeld. Man, that was a good character. I love the way that he leaves, too. <laughs> He's like, yes. Yeah, looks to me like, uh, oh, wait. Um, uh, As we stated before, at this point, we're going to be talking about spoilers. So if you yeah, haven't, if you haven't watched it, stop. Uh, yeah. Turn around. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Uh, at the end of that episode with him, uh, he's just like, oh, looks to me like Mayfeld blew up in the back there he's like what what does that mean what what do i do, do i'm gonna walk away do i walk away and i'm gonna walk away <laughs> I, i'll be honest with you i'm not a fan of bill burr no i hate well i don't hate him but i really don't like him i can't stand I, I'm his not a fan of, he's not yeah, funny i'm not a fan of his stand-up i'm not a fan of him and i didn't really like him in the first season and no he was not a likable uh, character he i liked i liked that they had his character i suppose like uh just because like to show that there are good, like skillful people in the empire. Like not everyone is a shoddy stormtrooper. Yes, and I liked that I, aspect. I really side. liked it. Yeah, because he was a sniper for the empire, and he uh, his episode's great. It's titled "The Believer," which is him, mm-hmm. and it also one of my favorite lines in the show, actually in the season, but in that episode is when they spring him out of jail. And he asks, what's he get out of it? And Cara Dune said, you get a better view. And I always went before the episode was finished. I took that as her saying, like, you're working in a, in a junkyard, tearing apart Imperial weapons. Yeah, that's what I uh, so your view is getting better. She meant a different point of view. And yeah. Yeah. She, he, he gets a different view of things because she's a rebel. She's part of the Republic. And it's her natural enemy almost. He just, his yeah. people, like the Empire destroyed her home. And yep. so when she tells him, you get a better view, yeah, she means like you, you get a better viewpoint. Like you're going to see the other side. Yeah. Which was interesting too, because that whole episode, uh, it, like he's kind of re- like nitpicking uh, Mandalorian because, like, because the Mando just, uh, decides to wear, they, well, they steal, um, suits from a couple stormtroopers yes so then he's just like you're wearing different armor like like are you not allowed to take off your helmet or are you not allowed to let people see your face because there's a difference and and passing the village of him going see empire republic it doesn't matter they view us all the same because that's what we are someone has always got to be in control whether it's the empire or a rebellion or a republic it doesn't matter we are all the same and then later in the episode he sees his former commanding officer yeah. and he gets a real good like he, May, here, the thing is, is Mayfeld's character is has a history with the Battlefront 2 video game. OK. And he brings up that he was there during Operation Cinder. Now, yeah. 
I don't play the video games. I know yeah. very little. I found out Operation Cinder happened after Return of the Jedi, and it was the Emperor's failed fail plan, where if he died, uh, he had an order sent out to remnant uh, the remaining Empire to start scorching planets. Oh, uh, okay. And that is what Mayfeld is talking about, where platoons and innocent people and all were burned alive okay. by Operation Cinder, where it was literally satellites orbiting planets, whether they be rebellion, neutral, or empire. The order, the final orders from the Emperor were to burn everything to the ground. Okay. And wow. that's why he uh, he's talking to his, C- his former CEO, yeah. and the guy is just saying... All heroes in the Empire, all sacrifices. Yeah, and that's what finally gets Mayfeld. Because you do kind of get the idea that Mayfeld, he he, enli- he, he enlisted, but he's kind of like Han Solo, who enlisted yeah. for probably better reasons, yep. and then got to see the real bad part of uh, what the Empire was truly doing. Yeah, well, and and the thing too is like, let's say like if you grew up on any planet that's probably like if you just grew up under Empire control. Like you probably I wonder how much of that is there's even like knowledge of how bad the Empire is, because they probably just think like, well, this is just the government. Exactly. And um, go. I mean, look at, uh, you know, the prequels. You got to see the Empire get formed and yeah. everyone's embracing it like the Empire was secretly formed for very evil, bad reasons. Yeah. But but not everyone knew that. And then you see in some of the other uh, uh, material like Rogue One and stuff like that. Or mm-hmm. even lines from A New Hope where they're talking about how the Senate is still around and then the, the Emperor dissolves mm-hmm. the Senate. Mm-hmm. But the Empire was pretty much just this military that was going to, quote unquote, protect the galaxy. Yeah, well, and, that's what they always talk about is like yeah. bringing order and protecting the galaxy. Yeah, and there's still remnants of that still existing. So yeah. you got to see a very good, ang- uh, good point of view of it. So, yeah, Mayfeld's character went from me not wanting to see him again to being forced to see him again and then seeing a character very much becoming redeemed. And it's kind of like I said in our last podcast, this show, even more in season two, I think I mentioned, is a lot about redemption and characters growing and, you know, finding their own flaws and growing from them. Yeah, well, I mean, so like at the beginning when he goes back or nearish the beginning when he goes back to um, uh, the planet where, um, man. <laughs> so he goes back to see the the bounty hunter or the bounty guy and Cara Dune. Oh, yeah, Grief Karga. Yeah, what's that planet, though? It starts with an N. Oh, um. Have you? No. Uh, I, uh, I don't know, whatever. Navarro. But, Navarro. But they, they, oh, like, no, wait, it's... Uh... Yeah, it's Navarro. But they've like completely like redeemed that town or even that planet. Like yeah. the 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 uh, cantina has been converted to a school. Like there's a bustling like atmosphere of like uh, trade, and and that's even what he like uh, the guy wants to do. Like he doesn't want it to be a hub for bounty hunters anymore. He wants it no. to be a trade hub. Like and so he wanted Mando to help him go get rid of the last remnant of the empire on the planet so that he could, so that they could become a cornerstone of trade, which I thought was very interesting and very redeeming, like redemptive of this guy who is basically leading scum and villainy. 
Yeah, he's the uh, head of uh, the head of the bounty guild. He's one of the main yeah. people. He's he's like he controls the section of the outer rim of the bounty guild, and yeah. you know, uh, meeting the child, meeting uh, well, we can just say it, meeting Grogu, yeah. and healing him really showed there's better things out there, and yeah, yeah completely well, changed the town. It's yeah, it's flourishing, and he wants the empire completely expl- uh, purged. From the planet so it can become a trading hub. Which it's funny, too, because he also wants the Republic out, too. Like, he doesn't want either of them there because he views them both the same. Yeah, because he views the, the... He's one of those people that views the Republic also as just another uh, uh, superpower. Yeah. And um, it, which is an interesting... It's interesting that they're bringing that point of view. Like, you're seeing more of, like, the everyday view of the Empire and the Republic as opposed to always seeing the rebellion view. So I like that they're expanding so much on Star Wars. It's nice. Are you, are, is something going on your end? Is your mic rubbing against something? Uh, I don't think so. Sorry, I was sitting funny. I might have been make, doing something weird. Okay, it was making a lot of weird muffling noises. Hmm. I mean, I was probably getting too far away from the mic. That's I okay. Getting, I was getting too comfy. Well, uh, with season, t- <laughs> with season two, you know, we've kind of delved all over it, but yeah, yeah, the story is about, uh, the Mandalorian taking the child and trying to find his people, trying to find Jedi because he doesn't know anything about Jedi. Which, okay. So that's funny because whenever they said they they want to take him back to his people, I always took that as his race. Yes. Yes. Um, that's that's kind of what it sounded like in the first season when, yeah. uh, the armor tasks him with fine, with, uh, going on to find his people. I yeah. think that's a lot what, uh, what everyone kind of was expecting, that we were going to find the planet where Yoda came from. Yeah. And instead, it's it's finding it's finding the Jedi. And the thing is, is season one left a lot of weird questions. Why can't the Mandalorian take his helmet off? Why does he not know anything about the Jedi when the Jedi existed only 30 years ago? And yeah. It's treated as myth. We get all these answers, and we find out that Din Djarin is part of a bounty hunt, is part of a Mandalorian sect that is not liked by the regular Mandalorians. That they are zealot cultists who believe in the extreme ancient ways of Mandalorian culture, where they don't take their helmets off, where they view. Uh, any Mandalorian that does not follow their creed and uh, not true Mandalorians, and they very much look at the Jedi as legends and their enemies. Like, it was kind of a big drop to discover that his, uh, the people who grew up with him aren't, uh, that or the people that raised him are a very, very weird kind of yeah. uh, questionable version of the mandalorians because even if you watch season one you're wondering well we've seen boba fett take his helmet off or if you've seen clone wars or anything yeah uh we see mandalore we see his people and none of them are wearing mandalorian armor and okay so we learn all these things well we wonder what's going on here and then this up this season really branched out and showed yeah you you were raised by cultists yeah, well, and that's interesting, I guess, from your point of view, because I've not seen enough of, um, of like, Clone Wars or anything else. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess I knew that Boba Fett was not a true Mandalorian, um, just because he's a clone, etc. Um, 
And and so I always found that interesting. And I assume that Bo- – well, and I don't – you never see Boba Fett take his helmet off, do you? Like before this? Well – he, like let's be honest, James he's only Jango in the did. he's only in the original movies for five minutes. He's, yeah, okay. So, but but uh, Jango is that his dad's name? His dad Jango. He he had his helmet yeah. off plenty of times. Yeah, and so I guess I just assumed that he was he was a defector. Like, so I I did not know that 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 was weird. And so I was just like, yeah, Mandalorians don't take their helmets off, and I accepted that. Uh, and I just assumed that Django was uh, a defector or something, which then it turns out that he was because, well, um, not, well, not really. uh, because well, no, we yeah. do see other bounty hunters. We do see other bounty hunters. We do see other Mandalorians that take their helmets off. And it is talked about with Boba Fett where his father was a foundling just like Din Djarin, uh, and he fought during the Mandalorian civil wars. Now, it's slightly touched on, but not too much. The Clone Wars does talk about it. Mandalore okay. was the Klingons in Star Wars, yeah. and they went through civil wars, and okay. the peaceful Mandalorians took over. And okay. so they do talk about Django a little bit in the Clone Wars, where they say he's not a real Mandalorian. We don't know where he got his helmet from, where his armor from. They're just not acknowledging him. Okay, so he was just on the wrong side of the civil war. You, depending on a point of view. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I have comics that he does do that, and those comics are almost de facto canon now because there is yeah. some stuff and hints in this show that show oh, that, that he was a foundling. Okay. He got his armor from the actual Mandalorians. Yeah, okay. And, and that's what Boba Fett even states. Like, like my yes. father was given this by Mandalore. So, or, yeah, okay. he, so Boba Fett is actually a, a Mandalorian, even if he... Uh, doesn't yeah. admit he is. He is. He his father was creed, one. Yeah. Yeah. He just didn't swear to the creed. He never got to because his father died, and that's kind of right. how I take it. As Boba Fett doesn't acknowledge himself as a, ma- a true Mandalorian because he was never given the ability to take the creed. His father was a bounty hunter. He chose a life of bounty hunting, and but if Django hadn't died, Boba probably would have been sworn into his own his clan, Clan Mareel. That's what Django is part of, and that's actually the little symbol on Boba's armor's chest is Clan yeah. Mareel. And right. but yeah, we get uh we get a lot more delved into this. But also, we're talking about Boba Fett. Boba Fett's alive. Yeah. Oh man, and I love the way that they brought him in. Like just the little hints throughout the series. Like yes. um. Was he? Yeah, he was. He was in the first season. Yeah, uh, just as like a bo- shadow. Yes, he sh- he walked up to Fennec Shand, and yep. people pretty much figured out who that was. People knew it was Boba Fett because he had the same footsteps as Boba Fett from the old movies. And right. in the first episode, uh, Din Djarin goes back to Tatooine to look for a Mandalorian, and he finds a man dressed up as Boba Fett in his armor. Yeah. Only to find out it's not Boba Fett. It's a guy who found his uh, armor. Cobb, Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth, who is played um, by Timothy Oliphant, who's a great actor. And that whole episode is a giant homage to um, Timothy Oliphant's show that he Western that he starred in. I think it was uh, Deadwood. OK, I was wondering about that. The bartender is played by one of Oliphant's co-stars in the show. Oh really? That's funny. Yes. And so yeah, it's a it's an episode that's on Tatooine. It's a hardcore Western homage. It's 
big. Oh, yeah. I mean, to a point where he's riding into town on a speeder, just yep. like a horse, into this worn-out town. Yep. And yeah, the episode brought back Boba Fett's armor. Uh, we finally got to see a crate dragon. Yeah, that was intense. Yes, we got <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of personal uh, history and character development with Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, I thought that that was very interesting to see like people negotiating and interact, which they kind of did in the last season too, or just uh, a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. But like this one was actually like interacting with them and like working together with them and like getting to see like how they interact, I guess, with uh, what they view as like people invading their land, which makes yeah. sense. Yeah, they're the natives of Tatooine. Like they. Yeah are like the original inhabitants of Tatooine and they live a yep. very ancient culture and they help fight to destroy the crate dragon because it's terrorizing the town and yep. the Tuscans people. And yep. uh, Boba Fett, uh, he agrees to help Cobb Vanth in exchange for Boba Fett's armor because it's mm-hmm. Mandalorian armor. Nobody outside of anyone being a Mandalorian can have that armor. Yep. And Mandalorians will kill other people to take possession of what is precious to them. And, by the end of the episode, Cobb Vanth gives him the armor, and at the very last shot, we see a very scarred-up clone watching, and it's Boba Fett. He's alive. And yeah. later on, we get an episode where Boba Fett's been tracking him gets and reveals himself to have survived the Sarlacc pit. We yeah. don't know how. I don't know if it's important. I'm sure yeah. the show next year will probably reveal how it happened, but I don't care. He got out. That's all that's important. And he's alive and well. And we got to see Boba Fett finally show why he's always been regarded as the greatest bounty hunter. Yeah, man. Getting to see him fight, even just uh, when he was first fighting with just the gaffy stick. Yeah. Like that was just amazing. And like, I don't know. Yeah, Uh, it it definitely I felt like they they were redeeming like all the jokes against Boba Fett being so lame. They've heard like, no, Lee no. on the podcast. Yeah, they yeah, knew basically. it was coming. It was because of us uh, that they did that. Yeah. And no, like oh, he's such a badass, and he's great. I mean, it's yeah. like I said, dude, I had the toy when I was a little kid. I saw the movies. I based my love of Boba Fett on the fact that I grew up with the toy. The internet didn't yeah. exist back then. He's one of the first toys that came out for empire. He mm-hmm. looked cool. And I've had to tell Lee this because Lee's always shitting on the character. It's like, dude, you got to remember, he may have not have visibly done much in the movies, mm-hmm. but he's the whole reason for the final act in Empire Strikes Back and the first mm-hmm. act in Return of the Jedi. He's the guy that captured Han Solo. He's the one that found yeah. him on Cloud City, you know? Well, and out of all those bounty hunters, he was, yeah, he was the one that succeeded. Yeah, and so which it's I like, imagine those are like the top bounty hunters of the galaxy. Like, yeah, Darth Vader's not going to hire anybody. Exactly. Like we got to see him, and then yeah, he gets his armor back, and yeah, we man, oh, yeah. As soon as he got that armor on, he got even better. Yeah, great <laughs> episode directed by Robert Rodriguez, who's done yeah. uh, the Desperado trilogy. He's yeah. done uh, from Dust Till Dawn, the Sin City movies. Okay. He, yeah. 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 Robert Rodriguez has a very lengthy filmography. He's known as a one-man film crew because he okay. does everything himself. And yeah, yeah, yeah. the coolest thing ever is behind the scenes, he and his he dressed his sons up as stormtroopers and Boba yeah. Fett choreographed the whole thing on a phone and showed them. And he, it's shot for shot what he choreographed. And wow, it, 
it's one of my favorite episodes of the whole show, mainly because I love Boba Fett. Yeah. But it's just so great. Like he quotes his dad too, where he shows up, he just go, he's like, are you Mandalorian? He's like, I'm a simple man trying to make my way in the galaxy. Oh, I didn't realize that that was a Django quote. That's a Django quote from Attack of the Clones. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. And it's really great. He gets his armor back. He ends up repainting it. I can't wait for that action figure so much. Oh yeah. Well, and, uh, speaking of that episode too, like Fennec Shand really got to show show off in that episode as well. A character uh, I went from not remembering her name to becoming yeah. literally one of my favorite characters of the show. And I, I feel like, yeah, exactly. And I feel like she's one of those characters that like I always want to have, and especially in something like this, where like she can like pick off anyone, and like it doesn't matter, you know, if she's sitting, standing, running, whatever she's doing, like she can just lift her gun up and just shoot somebody out. Like, yeah. uh, like I've always wanted a sharpshooter like that in a story. And I, I have so many stories in my head w- with characters like that. And I just, I'm too dumb to write them down, I guess. And so people like star Wars have to beat me to it. But, uh, it was, it was just so nice to see a character like that. And then just played by an actress that I, I enjoy just seeing oh, whenever she's doing anything. But, I love Ming Nai Wen. Yes, she's yeah. great. I she almost makes me want to watch Agents of Shield since she's one of the stars <laughs> of the show. But I also kind of go. She doesn't. Nah. She's does that show. That show is okay, and I don't know that she's her in it is enough to watch it. No, no, she's great in everything she is. She yeah. was Chung Lee in the Street Fighter movie when we were yeah. kids. Right. We, I think we talked about this last yeah, time. Yeah, it's just so yeah. crazy to look up whatever all she's done in her life. And it's like, God, she's she's in her 50s and she yeah. just looks amazing. She doesn't look that old, but she's also just an amazing actor. And, yeah, she went from literally, like I said, a character whose name I didn't remember, a character I wasn't wowed by in the first season. Yeah, she, to, didn't, do she didn't do much. She was in one episode yeah. and she's in half of this season and she's great. And you get a real feel of her character. And I can't wait for her because she's starring in uh, the Boba Fett show. Is it the book of Boba Fett? Yes. Yeah, I can't and wait for that to see what it even is. I can't wait. I, uh, But yeah, we got the we got the return of Boba Fett and he's great throughout the whole thing. He's not in it a whole heck of a lot, but his presence is all over the place. Yeah. You know, we well, he got kind of just becomes their wheel man. Really? Yes. And this this season, I I warned some people about it and said, look, it may be a little difficult for you with some of these characters because some of these characters have been throughout the series. You know, you've got Bo-Katan Kreese in the show, who's heavy throughout Clone Wars and Rebels. She's, yeah, she's the fallen leader of Mandalore, and she's so great. She in is the show. supposed to be the leader of Mandalore. Like her sister was leader of Mandalore okay. and she ended up taking over too. And she, okay. uh, she was in charge when Mandalore fell and okay. Okay. So she's, she's in the show. I kind of got to squint my eyes because she's the same age as like Obi-Wan Kenobi. So she should be like, Oh, like 60, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. And oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <That's> bad. <laughs> played by Katie Sackhoff. Hey, Mandalorians just age slower, or whatever, whatever Obi Wan was, he ages faster. And it's Tatooine. It's that rough lifestyle of Tatooine. I mean, we, we, they're not all human necessarily. Like Mandalore is just a crude. Yeah, I mean, they're oh, all human. I'm just saying, like, they're they all never, based around the system. They never say what like the human aliens are. Like they could be. Humans. There could be like there could be they like twenty human different beings. human races. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Bo-Katan yeah. comes into it. We meet other Mandalorians. 
And they yep. kind of, they're the ones that revealed to Din that, you know, you're, you're part of kind of a shitty part of our culture. And yeah. you start seeing, he you can tell he starts wondering about his own, everything he's grown up to. Yeah, and, which reminds me too, like that comes back to the Mayfield episode where Din is wearing uh, the Stormtrooper suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like the... And just being like, yeah, being willing to, I guess, change his suit even like whereas maybe last season he wouldn't have gone that far. Um, But then because of that, too, it was interesting, especially the fight scene. Uh, I'm changing the top. I mean, I'm kind of changing this topic a little bit because but I found it very that episode in general. It was probably my favorite episode just because of the growth for Mayfeld was great. And then just the fight scenes with Din uh, were really good because when he was wearing the, the, the stormtrooper suit and he's fighting the pirates on top of the, the, the semi basically, yep. uh, you could tell that he wasn't used to having really crappy armor. No. Yeah. It starts uh, like, catching like fire and, shit, and he's he just get, like, ah, ah, and he starts like smacking his arm and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like he gets hit or shot and he's like, you, like you can tell like he falls back in like more than he would have otherwise. Uh, and, but then like he's able to like kind of recover and then keep fighting yeah. and and still like overtake the enemy. And so like it just kind of like shows you how good of a fighter he is. Oh yeah, of, he, of I mean, especially, since, especially since he went from wearing practically adamantium to yeah. wearing plastic. Right. And then uh also in that same episode when he eventually he has to take his helmet off. Uh, <laughs> I just love that scene in the in the whatever the cantina or whatever oh um, the 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 lounge area where yeah mayfield yeah. shoots that guy looks at him gives him his helmet and goes i didn't see your face yeah, it's like they, there they didn't see you i didn't see your face but but yeah. well, no, just that whole scene so he's like at the computer and he's just like like you know hurry up hurry up get this done get this done yeah. and then the guy comes over and starts talking to him and he's just like doesn't know what to do and so he's yeah. just staring at him he and he kind of say he answers him, but like really with like answers that don't make sense. And then Mayfeld comes in and he's just like, oh, yeah, this guy can't hear very well. You need to speak up. And so then, he, you know, he's making stuff up. But then the guy's just like, come on, have a drink with me, because like you're, you're the guys who pulled the semi in and nobody else oh, could do God. that. And yeah. so then Jen is just Why? sitting there staring. <laughs> he's just like, he's such a good actor of just being uncomfortable. It was great. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I don't know about you. I mean, I know you don't follow too many actors and movies and stuff. I don't know, man. If I had to sit down and have a five-minute drink with Richard Brake, I'd have the same reaction. Uh, well, no, I, I don't know. I, I, I had no idea who that guy was, but, like, just the way he looked and Richard the way Brake. he was acting. like Oh, that's Richard Brake pure. I was, I was completely uncomfortable. And, I yeah, is that just how that guy is? Yeah, Richard Brake is a He's a great actor. He okay. is well known for pl- he plays beautiful scumbags. Okay. And like yeah, he anything Richard Brake is in, he just plays like the scummiest dude ever. And that's <laughs> what he was in this. I mean, this is uh he's um he was the bat he he played Joe Chill in Batman Begins. He played the guy who killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Okay. So yeah, and he's a great actor, but yeah, boy. Yeah, wherever he goes, his teeth are the biggest visible thing about him. <laughs> and uh, I will say, biggest criticism of the show could have gone without that TPS report. Uh, yeah, line. yeah. People loved it. I didn't. I really didn't I, like. It. I mean, 
it's just one of those things where you, like you know, that was an ad lib. <laughs> probably. Well, yeah. And it's just one of those things too, that like, I just feel like they throw into star Wars just for that, uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio gif where people are pointing at the TV. He's like, yeah. Oh, they said the thing. They said it. Yeah. And man, I just was like, Oh, that's a little too, that's a little too earthy for me. And, uh, but that, I just kind of go, that's a Bill Burr ad lib. Fun fact I forgot to, I was going to bring up. Uh, do you know why Bill Burr was in the show? I assume he's just a big fan and he's probably friends with, um, with what's his face? John Favreau? <laughs> yeah. Played opposite. Bill Burr oh. hates Star Wars and think it's the, thinks it's the worst form of uh, storytelling. <laughs> what's he doing on this? He does a podcast where all he does is shit on Star Wars whenever it's come up. Bill he Burr loads. Does? Star Wars. He thinks it's just hot garbage. So why is he on this? He was at a party, and John Favreau was at a party. Yeah. John Favreau went and chatted with him and offered him a job. And Bill Burr said, "Are you kidding me, man? Do you not listen to my podcast? I hate Star Wars." And John Favreau said, "That's why I want you on here. How great <laughs> would it be to have your fans react to you being Star Wars?" And Bill Burr <laughs> went home, told his wife, and his wife talked him into doing it. That's hilarious. Yeah, he absolutely doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's changed his tune now pretty much. But, yeah, he, he's been on – like, you can you can YouTube uh, videos of Bill Burr just shitting on Star Wars. Talk about how much he hates it. Huh. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, I mean I'm glad they had him in it. He's, he's great, at least the second season. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, I mean, he's really good. But, yeah, he's just a comedian whose comedic style I'm not a big fan of. Which no, is he's just – yeah. We've talked he's just about that. Yeah. And – but yeah, uh, one big character that was brought into the show was Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker, right. Padme. Yeah, and or Pad One. Or Pad One, sorry, not <laughs> Padme. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I'm not. Uh, I haven't had a chance to ca- like to watch any more Clone Wars. Uh, I did enjoy her in the Clone Wars movie or that cartoon movie. I'm glad um, you said that. Hated in that movie by people. People reacted very negatively to her. I didn't mind her at all. Um, I mean, she was annoying, but I felt like she was like, it was one of those things where it's just like, yeah, I can see why Yoda would put her with, uh, with Anakin. <laughs> like she's just like, he would do that to show Anakin how to calm down. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess I just viewed her as that. Like she's the perfect Padawan for Anakin. Uh, and, and I assume, you know, she's young and I guess I just assume that she levels out and, and makes more sense later. Um, she's great. She's great yeah. in the show. Like she's great in everything she's in. Ahsoka's wonderful. I, yeah. uh, it was baffling to hear that she was going to be in the show. Um, yeah. which I was very excited when I, wh- sorry, what'd you say? She was only in one episode, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, but she's getting her own show. Yeah. 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 I was expecting her to be in the finale, but she wasn't thankfully for obvious reasons. Yeah. And, uh, when I heard Rosario Dawson was playing her, and I like Rosario Dawson and everything that she's in, uh-huh. uh, I saw the episode. I'm in the minority with this. It's probably because I'm so invested in the character uh, from all for past over ten years. Uh-huh. I think Rosario did a great job, but I kind of felt miscast. Like that's yeah. not kind of what I thought of Ahsoka in live action was. Yeah. Uh, I- everyone says I'm wrong, which that's totally fine. I understand. I don't know what it is, but. I watched the episode and I just was like, it just doesn't feel like Ahsoka to me. And yeah, uh, it'll grow on me. I see what you're saying. And I'm not like invested in the character at all, but like, I just, it didn't feel right to me and I don't know why. And maybe it's just the, 
you know, I'm missing, you know, I've seen the beginning of Ahsoka and now I've seen the, the end, I guess, latest of Ahsoka. I have um, problems with the idea that Ahsoka exists in an area, in an era and post era of the original movies. And it's the same okay. problem I had with the cartoon Rebels. Mm-hmm. It's the problem I have with any Jedi that survived Order 66. And it's the fact that where the hell were you during the original films? Right. And Luke training to become a Jedi was a big deal. He's the only Jedi. He's the last of it. Granted, Ahsoka's not a Jedi technically. But okay. uh, Ahsoka di- uh, in Rebels, it's revealed Ahsoka did create the Rebellion. And she's mm. one of the leaders of the Rebellion. Okay. And it's like – and in show – Exactly. And in the show Rebels, okay. there's two Jedi that are part of the Rebellion. Where are they? It, well, one is one is not a, uh, in there by the end, but another one disappears. But it's the fact that okay. there's Jedi in the Rebellion. There's Jedi in the galaxy. Well, it then it's weird to make a movie called Luke's, The Last Jedi. Uh, what? Yeah. Well, well, then it's weird that there's a movie called The Last Jedi. Yeah. But, but that's not true. It's one of those things that just kind of bugs. Well, that's set 30 years after that, but uh, that's a good point. Um, it just kind of makes me go. It, it kind of loses the uh, flair of Luke training to become a Jedi because there's been Jedi around. Yeah. And so it, it just bothers me a little bit in that kind of idea. But uh, I do think that's a great episode. It's a wonderful homage to samurai films. But yeah, yeah, I, I like Ahsoka a lot to a point where I think she's a better Luke Skywalker than Luke Skywalker is. <laughs> she's got more history with Darth Vader. Yeah. And yeah. I, in my, in my arg, I've said it to some, excuse me. I've said it to some people, you put Ahsoka Tano in the original trilogy in place of Luke. Boy, it feels real. Like if you put that character in Luke's place, especially in like return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. uh, it, it feels so much more appropriate. It feels yeah. so much more appropriate that she would bring Darth Vader, uh, bring Anakin Skywalker back than Luke. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, I am. I'm gonna say right now. I am hoping and praying that Ghost Anakin, played by Hayden Christensen, is in this Ahsoka Tano show. I want hmm. those two yeah. to be together, and I want some kind of closure to their relationship because they do meet up in Rebels when he's Vader. And okay. it is heartbreaking. Yeah, and I've heard that. And well, it, like she leaves Anakin, like she leaves, she quits being his Padawan when he's still Anakin, right? Yes, and and that's they, kind of a heart wrenching scene, isn't it? It's hard. It's it's yeah. really heartbreaking. And she's in the final episode of Clo- she's in the final uh, season of Clone Wars. She's in the it's the Clone Wars is her show. It ends with her. Okay. And the Clone Wars spoiler alert ends during episode three and it deals the last few episodes deal with her trying to escape order 66. Okay. And it's happening simultaneously. And Mm -hmm. it just feels like, like you need some kind of closure because they do reunite in rebels when he's Vader and he's trying to kill her and she knows it's him. And, and he knows it's her. And, but Anakin's gone at that point. He doesn't exist uh, Mm -hmm. currently. So, I really want to see Ghost Anakin in this Ahsoka show very much. Yeah, that would be very interesting. And I think stuff like that is what really brings more depth to Darth Vader even. And yep. which like I think it was nice to see to even watch just the 
the movie of Clone Wars because like just getting to see Anakin being um, like a responsible adult. It's hard to watch Clone Wars and then watch Episode Three, and it's two different Anakin's. Well, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. Because like, well, I, I was know, just watching the Clone Wars, I'm just like, that's not Anakin. Like Anakin's no, an idiot. That, that's a discussion <laughs> that Lee and I have had because he hasn't finished Clone Wars either, but he knows what I'm talking about. And anybody who watches like a couple episodes of Clone Wars figures that out too. That you see Anakin grow into someone yeah. who could never become Darth Vader. Well, I mean, and even if you could argue that, like, I just feel. I don't know, and I, I need to rewatch the the or episodes one through three because or at least two and three because yeah. like I don't really remember them very well, but I just remember Anna like I remember them he's not gross. being sense. He's, and he's a lot more mature in episode three, but even still, okay. you do watch the Clone Wars and you watch episode three and you're like, this is a completely different character. It really is, yeah. and it's just because they had to condense like literally yeah. those three movies. They are what they are, but. Boy, there's like a three or four year gap between two and three, and it's the entire yeah. Clone Wars. We don't get to see the Clone Wars until we until it's an animated series, which yeah. lasted seven seasons, which, <laughs> you know, that was the biggest problem was the Clone Wars start and then it ends in the next movie. Yeah. And so you don't and you get to see all these adventures on a show, which is great, but it is a completely different character. It's like a lot of people. Just, are different. Yeah. It's, well, it's like they should have started episode, with episode two. And then had like so yep. episode one would have been episode two and then episode two would have been the Clone Wars and yeah. then episode three would have been episode three. Like, no, that I've had insane. that conversation with people too. Is it would have yeah. been nice if we actually got to see the Clone Wars in cinematic form oh, yeah. instead of the tail end of it. And yeah. but it, it is what it is. Lucas wanted sure. to do like the entire life and death of Vader, which he wanted to show him as a child and yeah. You know, it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it. But it would have been nice if they had structured it better. Had Anakin be a young Jedi uh, with, you know, some kind of turmoil and stuff like that would have been fine. But it's not how it played out. But we get to see it all in a show. It, it just it will disenfranchise you a little bit when you just watch it and go, ah, this just doesn't feel like that character. But yeah. the Clone Wars is really good. But, yeah, that's um, – yeah, Ahsoka is great in the show. And yeah, we learn that the child is a Padawan. Yeah, so he was already being trained by Jedi. He was already being Bef- trained by Jedi. He before was- And so then when when um uh whatever uh when all the other Jedi were killed, he was like hidden. He was taken. Wait, yeah, and they don't say who took him. Nope, someone took him and saved him and hid him, and yeah. then he disappeared for uh, he disappeared for thirty years. Right, <clears throat> and then he so. just has no memory until basically around the time that uh, Din finds him. It sounds like he's like repressed his memories and stuff like that. Yeah, he went to so. a very dark place, and he's repressed himself, and he's like, lost his touch with the Force a lot. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I wonder if maybe season three is going to try be like Din trying to uncover some stuff about that or if even they're trying to save it for another show. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a big question mark. Uh, I don't know. I mean, well, I think we'll see the child again. I think we'll see Grogu. Again oh, yeah. I don't get that. And stuff. He just won't be a main character. And yeah, but yeah, there's a lot of questions still with Grogu. Like what happened to him? Who took him? Was it Mace Windu? God, I hope not. Well, and also, what do you mean? Like he's not dead? There's a lot of fan speculation. People thought Mace Windu was going to be the one to show up in the final episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would have been um, stupid. Yeah. Well, okay. So my other, my, my real question though is like, so then where is Grogu for 
episodes seven, eight, nine. Yep. Like, what did Luke do with Grogu? Have you not seen any of those memes of uh, uh, Kylo Ren? Have you? Have you not? Have you? Uh, I'm not. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna look <laughs> this up real quick. This sounds uh, great. <laughs> like Kylo and Grogu training together. That would have been good. Oh, one sec. I'm gonna look it up. I mean, Gro- it's the funniest shit ever. Yeah. I I guess while you're doing that too, uh, when Luke did show up, I was very surprised because I I don't know that I I don't know what I was expecting, but like they de-aged him like crazy. Like I don't even know if Mark Hamill is technically in that episode. He's not. (laughs) I I mean I don't even know if that was his voice. Like I almost feel like they like did some sort of computer stuff with like old footage, like old audio. Uh, it looks like, oh no, that was Mark Hamill. Yeah, okay. That was Mark Hamill's voice. Did a good job sounding young again. Oh yeah, that was the weirdest thing, because he doesn't really sound like that. Um. Here's a good one. Sorry, sorry folks. I'm, I'm, I'm showing Dexter one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen in my life. Um, I'll do my best to remember to put it in the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not very good at that. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, so. Are you texting uh, me? Yeah. The, uh, everybody comes together to say, to save Grogu. And yeah, Luke Skywalker uh, shows up. <laughs> yeah, which, uh, that was a pretty, so, okay, yeah, they, basically the last episode, uh, they, yeah, they, they, it's a pretty good ending. Uh, it's pretty satisfying, but they're. Sad. They're cornered. Yeah, well, yeah. When at the very end, it's sad. But they're they're cornered by these like elite robot guards, uh, which were just ridiculously overpowered, in my opinion. Uh, oh, the dark troopers. Yeah. No, oh, they're built like that. Uh, but anyway, uh, like Din was able to like defeat one barely. He like used all of his like tools, and so then yep. when he had to fight, um, uh, Moff. Why can't I think of his name? Off Gideon. Gideon. Like he didn't have anything other than just like his spear to fight with. But um, but then yeah. So anyway, they end up getting cornered by the the droids, and so then, and I knew what was coming. I knew Luke was going to show up. That was the spoiler I got way too early. Um, and so I was just like, so Luke is just going to show up and just like slash his way through. Like it just, I was just like, this is going to be really anticlimactic. Uh, but like watching Luke go from the hangar all the way to the sh- the bridge was very satisfying. One of the best things ever, and it yeah. mirrors like Ro- Vader going down the corridor in Rogue One. Right. Yes. Exactly. Which I wonder if like maybe they were trying to make it seem as if Vader was showing up. Like uh, I don't know. Like that excuse, just seems weird. Excuse me. When that X-wing showed up, my response was. Uh, well, I know exactly who the who, the X Wing. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Oh, when the X Wing showed up and they're like one X Wing, we're saved. Sarcastic, sarcastically, I'm like, oh, it's the fat Asian X Wing pilot that's popped up throughout the season. Yeah, who is that guy? <laughs> just an X Wing pilot. <laughs> I was just like, is he supposed to be like? Is that like somebody? He's never appeared in anything before. Okay, he's just okay. a cop. Yeah, which the actor looked familiar. I couldn't quite place him. I never bothered. But yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is you say it's like I'm gonna feel like it's anticlimactic. The real climax of the thing was Din saying goodbye to Grogu. Yeah. Oh man. 
took off his helmet, showed his face to his son, who is, it's his son, and had to let him go. And, yeah, there's just tears running down his face. Which, that's interesting, too, like, bringing up again that he took off his helmet, because that would be... That I, I think that's that's very very significant to that character. I am, uh, and, and it's finishing his arc of realizing that like what a Mandalorian is. I uh, here here's my input. There's that, but there's uh, also a part of me that wonders if next season he's not going to be wearing his helmet. That'll be interesting, I guess. If I don't he, know he how I feel be, about that. He personally thinks he can't put it back on. I think oh. it could go. I think it could go either way. He's yeah. either accepted that maybe his heritage is a little wrong and he can take his helmet off and it would be okay. Yeah. Or he can't put it back on. He still believes what in his people's way. And he's, he's, he's technically for all intents and purposes, the season ends with him getting the dark saber and he is de facto by law leader of Mandalorian people, which he doesn't want, which he doesn't want, but it makes me wonder if also he's not going to put that thing back on unless he has to. Yeah, and so then I guess season three could be leading, you know, the whole season he doesn't put it back on until the very end. Maybe, I don't know. It's very weird. Did yeah. you see the picture I sent? Yeah, okay, so, yeah, Matt, you just sent me, it's Kylo Ren at the top and then Grogu uh, Grogu at the bottom, which I love that scene where he steals that kid's cookies. Yep. <laughs> okay, and uh, it says, uh, Ben, so Kylo Ren is saying, I like you, Grogu. You've always been kind to me. Don't go to the temple tomorrow. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) That took me like a split second to realize. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think Grogu's just eating a cookie. On on public shootings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite things ever, especially because they're using a screenshot of Grogu looking like the most confused and innocent ever. <laughs> Which, okay, him eating those cookies too was is probably my favorite moment when they're oh, where they're yeah. in the ship and he's eating the cookies and, and he's like even before he pukes, he's got they're like doing they're doing barrel rolls and he's got his arms in the air like he's squealing. <laughs> coaster it's the best which that's uh, such a funny scene because like uh din is just like blasting guys out of the sky and it's like man this is so violent for this child to be sitting in the back seat for and like he said scene works. <laughs> what it's like he said at the beginning of the show when they were going to do the uh the um oh. the western standoff he's like no, you won't kill me because i saw the here. kid <laughs> he's seen worse and yeah. uh uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, Groku. I was a little worried that they were gonna maybe push him because of the reaction from the first season, but they it was well balanced, wonderfully. Yeah, I I did like that he seemed to have grown up a little bit. Like he, he is, he, he's a little bigger. He's he a was little, little bigger. Well, and he was a little more interactive. Like oh, uh, yeah. uh, he, he was able to have like teeny tiny conversations. Just I mean, pretty much what like a toddler would do in real life. But like yes, even like in. The, I don't know. It was maybe the beginning of the fourth episode. Uh, and he's like, yeah, Grogu is like deep in the the ship's bowels. And like uh, Din just kind of like opens up this tiny little like door. And he's like yelling at him about which wires to like plug into what thing. Right. That was so funny. <laughs> and he, he completely does the wrong thing. And he's just like, yeah, it was worth a shot. Yes. <laughs> so and, funny. you know, 
I one of my favorite things ever is when they learn his name and Din looks yeah. at him and goes Grogu and he just does that head turn and goes <laughs> <laughs> and Din is just having a blast with it. Yes, um, uh, that's such that's, a cute scene. <laughs> excuse me. That said, uh, I'm 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 a little bit in the minority here, but I think he sounds way too much like a human baby. I said that okay when we first watched it. I said that, and you told me, "Well, what else is he supposed to sound like?" And I didn't. Yeah, have a, well, yeah, I'm but like now, but I, I, I think he sounds way too human. Yeah, I mean, in the first season, he doesn't sound too much. He's just got a little like little grunts and stuff like that. And yeah, he, he, he laughs. He has like a baby laugh. He has a baby laugh. I don't like that. No, I'm not a big fan of it either. I got used to it, but yeah, he kind of has a weird baby laugh and stuff like that, and it's a little awkward. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, first season, yeah, he didn't make too much noise. I remember you said that, and I'm like, well, he is a little baby, so he would sound like. But yeah, he sounds way too human in this, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's cute as shit. And oh, yeah. I guess there's sure. one thing to talk about really real quick is uh-huh. uh, pretty much every episode ended with the internet requesting the show be canceled. Why? Uh, Just because like this is the perfect ending? No. I think the first episode did okay. The mm-hmm. second episode, people wanted it canceled because Grogu was eating baby eggs. Oh, yeah, he was. <laughs> yes. That, I mean, for me, Lee told me he couldn't stop laughing at it. Boy, I had the opposite reaction of, oh, that's really dark. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, just how fixated he was on it. It was it was a little awkward. Yeah. Well, and then that, like, he's just like, hey, can you watch this kid? He's like, he was eating their eggs. Why are you having them babysit him? I know. He had no other options. Oh, I know. Yeah, he wouldn't stop eating those. So literally the internet was requesting the show be canceled. And, yep. I mean. Uh, The third episode with, oh, no, that was. The spider uh, episode was the third one. No, that was the second episode. The third episode was Bo-Katan. Uh Angry feminists were wanting the show canceled for Mandalorian women to have that have boobs uh, molded around their armor. Okay, and yep. that that's a debate that's been debated so many times for years uh, because of old armor. It's form fitting. It's supposed to. It's supposed to be uh, protective, but also comfortable. Even women have come out and said, "Shut up." Well, and it's funny too because like they had the exact opposite problem with. Um, Oh crap! The stormtrooper general from episode seven. Oh yeah, people showed Gwendolyn Christie uh, uh, and her armor as Captain Phasma and saying, yeah, Phasma. "See, this works." And it's well, like, like her armor was flat. Her armor's flat, but it's also a terrible character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so they they got flack for when her armor was was looked like a man and now yeah. they're getting flack for this armor looking like a woman yes and it's just like star wars can't win like somebody's no, gonna yell at them whatever it can't and one of the biggest outcriers was also kind of a controversial feminist who complains about everything yeah and she was kind of ridiculed for it but yeah it's people yeah. finding crap just to complain about um and i'm trying to think what else uh i think some people were pretty ticked off with um Episode five with the Ahsoka episode. I can't remember what that one was about. Uh, episode six or chapter 14, the tragedy. Uh, people were throwing fits and wanting it canceled because the Razor Crest was destroyed. And Hasbro 
was blasted by people wanting to cancel their crowdfunded Razor Crest really? because it was destroyed. That doesn't make the ship any less awesome. But yeah, no, because uh, Hasbro crowdfunded the Razor Crest. It yeah. was like a four hundred dollar crowdfund. I'm not gonna lie, I wish I'd done it, but I didn't. Yeah, me it's, too. It's big. Uh, but when the Razor Crest was destroyed, people were upset that they bought that they funded it, and now it's destroyed. And I remember seeing some people go, uh, "Jabba's Palace got funded, and people own that, and that thing had ten minutes of screen time." Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> oh, it was really dumb. People were actually throwing fits about it. And yeah, calling, uh, emailing Hasbro to cancel their crowdfund, even though they had already paid for it, because it was destroyed. And it's like, he can get another one. It was an awesome ship, though. I won't deny that. Yeah, and I've heard uh, talk... I expected it, though. What? I expected it destroyed, though. Like, I kind of predicted that whole episode. I wasn't expecting Boba Fett, but I was expecting them to get to that planet i told my friends this a couple of weeks before like right at a week before it came out with the previous episode i'm like i kind of feel like i know where this show is going and i'm not too crying it's not predictable but i legitimately said they're gonna show up uh moff gideon's going to appear and they're gonna fire like an ion cannon or something from the mm-hmm. star destroyer and blow up the razor crest and he's gonna be stranded yeah pretty well, accurate I, yeah the thing too, like, so I've heard uh, speculation that he might get Slave One, uh, and then which I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. Slave I One's a cool ship, but it's Slave One, especially since that was his dad's. I wouldn't be against it. It would be kind of <laughs> cool, but uh, yeah, but he, you know, he had. So I guess now he's the leader of the Mandalorian, so he has access to. Uh, I mean, he has well, he has access to that giant battleship right now. Like he they just have they, one built. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he can pretty much get whatever he wants with the ship that he has at his disposal. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he he flies around in, but Yeah. 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 But yeah, sure. um I I I was fixing something when we talked about it, but yeah, the final episode, uh I was a little kind of dreading it was going to be an ensemble episode again cuz that's how season 1 ended. Yep. And I was a little worried about that. I'm going, I kind of hope this season doesn't end with a group of previous cast members coming back. Yeah. For a big uh, group thing, because that's how season one ended. Yeah. That is how season two ended. But yeah. I was OK with it because it was a lot of good characters. Yeah. Well, it was just sad that male Mandalorian wasn't in the show, though. Like that guy just disappears. Yeah. What happened that? I don't know. But we got, you know, we got the female one. And uh I'm not going to lie. I love Boba Fett. I absolutely love Boba Fett. When he got in that fist fight with her and she managed to flip him over a table, my response was, she wouldn't have been able to do that to Boba Fett. (laughs) She used her jetpack. You couldn't do that to Boba Fett. And, uh, yeah. Uh, but, um, he, uh, he, uh, they get together and they defeat Moff Gideon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Luke shows up. I didn't get to say too much about that, but yeah, Luke is in the show and he's digitally de-aged. Yep. It's obvious he's digitally de-aged. I don't know if it's be- I think the I, I think the CGI looked good. I think the the yeah, digital it wasn't as bad as it has been in the past. No, and I think it's good. I think it mainly also just comes from the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, well, the thing is like I thought they did Princess Leia like I Princess Leia looks so bad to me in Rogue One. I never thought so, but I can understand people feel that way. And uh, Grand Moff 
Tarkin? Mm-hmm. Because he was dead when they did that. Like, it just looked off. Like, way off. Like, they, whenever they do that, I, like, with Luke, they did a better job. Like, especially the Tarkin one. Like, that just should have been a hologram. They never needed to actually show him. Like, and and if they made it a hologram, they could have distorted it enough to make it look fine. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I just, man, yeah, I, I didn't have too many problems with it. Yeah. I really didn't. I, I, I like the way Luke, I thought Mark Hamill did a good job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he took Grogu. Yeah, and oh man, it's going to be weird without him, unless they bring him back. Which they have to explain something, because like, otherwise, why is he not in the other movies? He's dead. Kylo well, killed him. Well, he's dead, or he's off on a mission or something. Because he's a... Uh, He's an alien that can live for, what, 900 years? 900 years or so. I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what, um, I'm not sure uh, uh, what happened to him, but that'll be explained. People are taking it as the new trilogy is no longer canon. Well, nobody likes the new trilogy, (laughs) so I can see why. But people are, people are treating it that way. People are just saying, oh, it's a, um, it's uh, it's no longer canon because uh, of what's been established in Mandalorian, which isn't true. It's not no, true. No, nothing about the not canon. Yeah. Um, I'm looking for something real quick. Hold on one sec. Hmm? Uh, but yeah, I, I I liked the ending of the show a lot. I thought it did yeah. a really, really good job, and uh, the ending credit scene is pr- pretty damn awesome. Yeah, which <laughs> I thought it was funny. So yeah, the the end credit scene, it's uh, well, Fennec kind of storms uh, Jabba's palace, uh, which is led by Bib Fortuna now, and she just kills everybody except for Bib Fortuna. Uh, really, and yeah, it lets at all his guards. Yeah, and lets the the slave girl go, which was nice of her. And then Boba just shows up, and Bib Fortuna just starts like basically just like, "Oh, you're here! I'm so happy!" And then he just shoots him in the face, which is pretty cool. Uh, for Boba, yeah, Fett. just shoots him straight in the face. But then it was just funny to me because then like Fennec kind of goes around the the throne and then kind of leans on it, and Boba Fett sits in it. I'm just like, what are they doing? Why are they doing that? There's nobody else in the room. They're literally the only people in the room. Why are they doing that? <laughs> like, it just, it seemed weird. Like, I mean, obviously they just did it because there was a camera there, but it just seemed like a weird thing to do to me. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, boy, it, it opens up because there were rumors that there was a, uh, a Boba Fett, uh, series coming. Yeah, well, and everyone thought that this was going to be be the Boba Fett series. Yeah, and people were confused thinking that the because like, Boba Fett is coming out next year the same time Mandalorian does. So people uh, were people were also thinking that uh, uh, that the Mandalorian is going to transition and Book of Boba Fett is oh. season. It's not though. That's, that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Um. Yeah, no, and I think that's pretty exciting just that we're getting a Boba Fett series, especially just after how good Mandalorian was. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very exciting. 
yeah, I, I have some <laughs> I have some predictions of what uh, Book of Boba Fett might be. Yeah, did we talk about that last time, or was that just you and me talking? Because I thought you, I don't know. We can talk. About it was it just now. us talking. Because I, I liked what you had to say. I thought it was very good. Uh, yeah, I personally think that it's it, we're gonna see the bounty hunters from the Empire Strikes Back. And I hope so, because I think Bosk, Dengar, mm-hmm. uh, Forlom, Zuckus, IG88's dead, but yeah, you never know. There could be an IG88. The F yeah. out there for all we know. Yeah. But I do kind of wonder if it's going to be a heist. If it's going to be like a heist series. Like, well, what? Would, oh, like they just keep doing a bunch of heists, or like one big heist. One big like heist, maybe. Ocean's Eleven sort of situation, but with bo- with bounty hunters. Something. <laughs> That'd uh, be cool, honestly. I mean, yeah. they would all be super old. I mean, Dengar. No. no? Well, it's a it's five years after Jedi. Oh, that's a good point. Okay. Let's okay. recast them. And Simon Pegg wants to play Dengar. I'd be okay with that. What? I'd be okay with that. Yeah, he wanted he he was trying to make it trend that he wanted to play Dengar in Mandalorian yeah. season two before anybody knew what it was going to be. Oh sure. But, uh, yeah. He uh, did you know that Simon Pegg is the only or is one of two actors who have been in Star Wars, Star Trek, and Doctor Who? Yeah. That's just funny. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like in. I mean, I, I I didn't know he was in Doctor Who, but boy, you could say anyone's in Doctor Who, and I'd go, okay. <laughs> the There's a lot of people in Doctor Who. I mean, Doctor Who is almost kind of like the law and order of Britain. <laughs> yeah. A lot of actors go through there, I think. But yeah. Oh, God, yeah, because it's just shot in alleys, and anybody who walks by, they throw on that show. <laughs> what, law and order or Doctor Who? Doctor Who. I don't know about that. <laughs> Have you ever seen Doctor Who? No, I don't care. Travis would make me try and watch it, and I would just say I don't want to watch this. That's fair. Uh, so anyway. Lowest doc- common uh, denominator of, of nerd entertainment, in my opinion. Uh, I get what you're getting at, yeah. I, I like it. It's probably not the like highest brow sci-fi. I agree. Um, anyway. British so, sci-fi is pretty lowbrow, in my opinion. Duh. Red Dwarf. So so cheaply made. (laughs) Yes. Red. Yeah. No, it is really. Uh, It's funny to watch. uh, uh, So Neverwhere is a show that Neil Gaiman wrote and then he wrote the book because they wouldn't do the show the way he wanted it. Mm -hmm. So he wrote the book the way he wanted the show to be, which sounds like something Neil Gaiman would do. Yeah. And I guess like while they're filming the show, even like he's sitting in like, uh, he, I guess there's like the scenes where they're in the guy's apartment. He's like, I, I watched the commentary and he's just like, if the camera would just move slightly, you'd see me in the kitchen writing, writing the book. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, 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 why did I bring this up? Oh yeah. in the commentary though, he just, every time, like, he's just like, I wanted them to do this, but they didn't want to spend the money on it. So we did this instead. And so <laughs> it, like, I think just a lot of it is like, the producer just sounds like, at least for that show, just didn't want to do like they didn't have the money or didn't want to spend the money, uh, and it's just like they had to cut corners for everything. It was just crazy. And well, and Red Dwarf started in the '80s, so it, you know it just had bad special effects anyway. Yeah, everything looks like made of cardboard. Yeah, pretty much. But uh, no, anyway, so the Boba Fett show, man, I hope it's I hope they bring the other bounty hunters back. That would be amazing. I do, too. (laughs) 
<laughs> you just sent me the meme uh, of. <laughs> Uh, I'll put this in the show notes too, but it's from uh, Umbrella. Oh, there'll be a better one. I'm looking for a better one, actually. I love this meme though, where it's uh, I've I've not watched enough of Umbrella Academy. I no, and I don't care to. Either. I vaguely know, like, so it's Ellen Page's character and uh, the the kid who's supposed to be like really old, but he's a kid. Uh, and it's Obi Wan leaving Mustafar, Palpatine arriving at Mustafar, and they're like looking at each other, like, "What are you doing here?" It's that meme. But uh, I love that meme. It's such a good one. Um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, so Ahsoka's getting a show out of this. Boba Fett's getting a show out of this. Uh, or at least spinoffs. I mean, there's going to be several other Star Wars shows, but uh, both of which I'm pretty excited for. It'd be. Uh, I don't know what to expect with Ahsoka, I suppose. Like, I assume it's, it's probably just going to be her running around doing the same thing she was doing in that one episode. Just like trying to liberate people that the Empire are oppressing. It seems like something she would do. Right. Um, which I'd be okay with. Like just a bunch of West like more Western samurai TV show. Cause she's basically just Yeah. I know um God, I'm not I'm really not sure what they're uh planning. Uh, with that, other than obviously they're wanting to do something with uh, Admiral Thrawn. And who is that? Uh, he is a pretty big character in Star Wars. He's uh, uh, he's in Rebels. He was the Tim- He was the main character in the Timothy Zahn uh, uh, novels. Okay. That's kind of he's big in Rebels. That's kind of all I can say, really. Okay. So you think that the Ahsoka show is going to bring him into it? Well, she asks about him in her episode. Oh, yeah, because uh, the that lady was like working for him. Yeah, one of they were she was one of his people. OK, then, yeah, that's definitely what her show is going to be about. We're probably tracking that guy down. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Oh, that's the blue guy. Yes. OK, yeah, I've seen a bunch of st- uh, speculation on casting for him. Uh, yeah, Twitter, which I don't I have no opinion I have, or thoughts on that because I barely know who this guy is. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I, I personally for me, since I do know him, uh, I would be very interested in like my idea of him playing would probably would honestly be like Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, that'd be a good one. He kind of looks like him. Yes. So I'm I'm curious to what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about for the? No, I've got, that's pretty much everything I have yeah, covered. Uh, I, I, say, I feel like we were winding down. Uh, man, just such a great show. Came. I feel like it came out of nowhere. Uh, or maybe no, it didn't. It didn't come out of nowhere. Just I wasn't expecting it to be this good. Yeah, I was not either, honestly. And I think my wife especially was not. And it was amazing just how much into it she was getting into it. Because, like, we watch a lot of shows together. And I just she never seems all that excited about things. Like, she's just very unimpressed by a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this show, like, I don't know that she was, like, it was the most impressive thing she's ever seen. But, like, she made re- a lot of remarks and, like, comments on it. And so I, I feel like that from my wife is stellar for a tv show so <laughs> that's good i'm glad you like it because i know you guys were pretty hesitant to watch it 
Yeah, and it helped uh, uh, Tom, who's on the podcast a lot. Uh, he said he, he and his wife sat through it, uh, and I think um, his wife has a lot of the same just thought, like thoughts on TV shows that that Kelsey does. So that helped with just kind of, I guess, thinking about it and wanting to watch it. So no, I was glad. I was glad to get to experience it with somebody, uh, which I mean, you you and I were supposed to be watching it together, but we kind of you know can't do that. Uh, but maybe hopefully season three, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, by then we can hope. So I I think that does it. You know, great show. <laughs> okay, and you just sent me the the one Luke leaving with Grogu, Boba Fett returning. That's pretty Dude. funny. I I can't find it. I just had to create that real quick. I've seen oh, that okay. one, but I could not find it. And that's what I've been trying to do while we've been talking is yeah. like trying to find that one because that's one of my favorite memes. And I didn't save that's it. A good one. The trend has disappeared, so I just had to go in there and build that really quick. Yeah, no, and that's that's funny. Which it was really disappointing. I think that Boba Fett getting back into it. I guess that he just like left at the beginning of that episode. Really? Yeah. And then just never came back. Just no. like, where did he go? What's going I mean, on? He came back. He had to go get Fennec, but yeah, yeah. that was uh, that was a little sad that he wasn't part of the crew. But once Luke shows up, it's probably best. He would just start shooting at Luke. It's like, oh shit, he's here. Yeah, yeah. I love Boba Fett's new armored outfit though, with the black and stuff. He looks great. Yep. No, he yeah, for sure. I can't wait for that show. Oh, and so, that was another one that people bitched about when Boba Fett showed up and he wears armor. He looks fat in it. The dude is wearing like five layers. Yeah, because he's still wearing, like, all those weird robes that he had on. He was. And if you, like, see behind-the-scenes stuff, Tamara Morrison is jacked. Like, he's extremely um, in shape. Yeah, well, and, like, you know, he's all scarred up. Like, what do you expect this guy to look like? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, he, yeah, he was, I don't know. I thought he looked cool. Like, I liked that new, like, with the armor with that, whatever thing he was wearing underneath, it looked pretty cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it had a little bit more of a samurai homage to it i suppose yeah and he put a lot of input into his own fighting because tamra morrison is new zealand he's a kiwi yeah okay and he very much uh brought his own input to his fighting scenes because awesome. he is familiar with his his heritage's maori uh war lifestyle okay that makes a lot of sense because i thought that his fighting style was like very unique like it's just not a typical fighting style for tv or movies yeah uh, which I thought was interesting too, because I felt like uh, Din kind of had a similar fighting style as well when he was fighting on in the the Believer episode. Yeah, like they wanted to make sure that some of the fighting was like with Din, it's very uh, like traditional Mandalorian warrior like, and mm-hmm. with Boba, they wanted to go with a very savage like uh, way. Yeah, yeah, and that that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah, Tamara Morrison talks about it in behind the scenes. There's a the gallery show is really good. Um, season two had to get kind of uh, canned for mainly because of COVID. So instead of being like a six episode uh, series, they had to truncate it to an hour and like twenty hour long episode that just covered like ten minutes of each episode. Oh, okay, well that's fine. And, yeah. It, it's unfortunate because I was like, when's the next episode? And it never came. And then they talked about how COVID kind of killed it. And mm. but, yeah, talking about like the, the Boba Fett segments of it is really good where, yeah, it's Tamara Morrison talking about how he's um, he knows about his Maori heritage. Yeah, and, that's cool. 
like they're there's they're like war chants and they're yeah. stomping and they're like yep. sticking their tongue out and stuff and Tamara was actually doing that with the helmet <laughs> on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and he showed uh he showed John Favreau uh some of the uh fighting styles and John Favreau just looked at the stunt coordinators and said, "Can we can we find a way to put this in the show?" and they did. That's awesome. That's good to hear. Mhm. It's really cool. It's uh, great. Yep. Okay. Uh, I guess we can wrap that up. Oh, I didn't say at the beginning how to contact us. Oh, well. Uh, you can email us, hello at recordinglivepodcast.com. Find us on Twitter, RecLivePodcast. I'm really not on Facebook anymore, but uh, on Facebook, if you post something, we'll get alerted at least. Um, uh, other than that, yeah. Uh, shoot us a line what you thought about, I guess, Mandalorian um, or anything else you might want us to talk about. That'd yeah. be cool. Um, But yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.